AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock! It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Come on, no! So, Tottenham Hotspur have just uh, smacked what is the best team in Korea because it's all all the good players from all the good teams in it, or is it? I don't know what it is. What is it? It's yeah, they have to pick two players from every league team within the K League, so it's not quite the best players, but yeah, they're very bad. Well, hold on a minute. If we did that in the Premier League, if you had to pick two team two players from Norwich, would they be any good? Well, yeah, but you're thinking about position, aren't you? So. Well, if, you had to, if you had to pick two players from Norwich, uh, couldn't, couldn't name two players from Norwich. That's a bad, yeah, I mean, that's a bad, 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 bad question. Well, but how about two teams from uh, two players from Aston Villa? If you had to pick two players from Aston Villa to face Tottenham Hotspur, who would you pick? Uh, what's the young lad called? Matty Cash. Um, no, McGinn and the other, the young lad Jordan. Is it someone Jordan? I don't know. Yeah. The, I'm not sure. The good one. The good one. Uh, so we, we, we beat him. And, Ramsey. Um, Ramsey from Villa, that's it. Yeah, he is pretty good, him, actually. Uh, what, what, I know you can't take anything from the first um, f- the first game in pre-season. And it, it did feel... Okay, good. We will do that. But it did feel like a um, this is an exhibition to just boost the massive popularity that Tottenham Hotspur have in Korea. Uh, hands down, the biggest team in Korea from the England uh, English Premier League. Uh, they said that on the commentary, so that is a fact. Um, so it felt a bit like that, but even Conte afterwards said the game was funny, and he, he said that with a smile on his face. So I'm not sure how much he's taken from it, but what did what did you take from it, Alex? Uh, I mean, it was fun to watch. It was mental, pop-pong, wasn't it? Pop-pong, they, pop-pong. I thought they were, I thought some of their players, Yang especially on that right hand side, was he was yeah. mustard. Yeah, very good. A lot of what you'd expect. A lot of technically able players, individually technically skilled and um, diligent, fit. You know, you've got to remember they're halfway through their season as well, so um, you know, probably up to speed a little bit more in terms. Oh, of, so, so all these players have been playing. Yeah, yeah, they go back to club duty like next week. Yeah. Oh, well, all right then. Yeah, okay, so now I get it. Now I get why they're so fit and it became... I was looking at them going, why? These guys are good. Like, why, why are we struggling against these lot? But they, they yeah, they were, they, like, the, you know, retaining the ball, um, just the skill that some of them had as well, which um, maybe I'm being dismissive. Maybe the K-League is is better than I thought it was, or I'm just the, the typical Luddite you might expect. But, yeah, that, that was a challenge to some degree. Certainly in the first 20 minutes, it, it was a proper football match. Yeah, and and you know we're getting used to we're playing with with different players, you know, different a different midfield. Obviously, Skip starting again for the first time in a long time. Richarlison making his debut. Lucas just doing whatever the fuck he wants. You know, it's just uh, you know it, it was it was fine. It was good. It was fun to watch. We saw some goals. We got to see a bit of Richarlison. We got to see a bit of um, uh, Saar. 
you know, it's a shame Basuma didn't make it, obviously. But um, no, on the whole, yeah, I mean, what you'd want from a first game in preseason, I guess. Yeah, all right. Let's let's pick pick some players to talk about from their performances in the game. Again, the caveat always. This is the only caveat we're going to make. It's a first. It's it's a it's the first game in a preseason, t- uh, you know, camp that's halfway around the world, and that's it. We, we understand what it is, but um, what. what 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 did you make of Richarlison's performance generally? Like his touch and 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 um, you know his his ability to influence the game. Uh, rubbish. I said not to sign him in the first place. So. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, he was he was fine. Um, what will be different about him is the different types of runs and the different types of um, chances. I think he'll have to Kane and to Son. You know the chances in terms of what he makes for himself. You know, we saw some nice touches. He, you know, he, he, he's going to draw a lot of fouls, isn't he? Yeah, and he took that one down the right hand side and sat that sat that defender on his ass. And then second touch wasn't great, you know. But you know, he'll get there. You know, in terms of another option uh, across that front four, let's say now with you know, if you include Kulusevski as well as Son and Kane, he he offers something different to the other three, which is good. That's what we've what we've wanted. We know we can't go out and sign a. You know, I'm not saying we would sign Lewandowski, but you know, we couldn't go out and sign a premium striker ready to go who's going to be happy to sit on the bench because he he can only play through that central role. We know that's not going to happen, and mm. and it's almost impossible to do. So, in terms of of other players in there, look, I wasn't, I'm not, wasn't, and and I'm not a huge a fan of the Richarlison signing, but he, he what, makes sense. What? Why do you? Why do you keep saying that? I just not. I'm not. Um, I'm just not on the on the train. I never yeah, really. He's, have, here, he's have here now. He's here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm right behind him. Like I said, I. Oh, are you? Are you? I think he'll get. You, I think he was you saying you want well. a big. Well, you said you said you want a big fan. Oh, you on you on the train or not? Well, I'll, I'll remain to be to be brutal. I hope well, I'm I, completely wrong, but I, I just do don't. What, I'm not confident. Do you know what happens if you're not on the train? You're left what? at the station and watching it go off to glory. Right. Do you want to be that guy left at fucking Runcorn? As it marches off, packed to London, the the, the, play, the place of Tottenham Hotspur's birth. Do you want to yeah, be left the, in Runcorn in the north? Yeah, but the nature of football means I'll be able to just teleport to the glory station and no <laughs> one will be any the wiser. Indeed, indeed. As is the uh, situation with Ben Davies at the moment. Exactly. So, I, you know, I've, all, I've, I've sent a picture in the group of me trying, of me just sizing up my Ben Davies new home shirt and I'm waiting for you to purchase it and then that'll, that'll be extra... Patreon content as well. Can you so, can you purchase it and then I'll I'll, I'll give you the money because oh, I'm, okay. I'm never going to do that. Okay, yeah, I've got a lot on my plate, mate. A lot, yeah. Very busy man. Very okay. very busy man. No, um, I thought he did. Um, I thought he played well. He did all right. Um, and it's just one of those where he needs to get. You know, it's frustrating that he's going to miss the first game of the season. But you know, would he have started anyway if all don't three were so. probably not. So. No, no, I don't think so. Um, so skip. Came came into the game first game he played since January and it was while obviously again actually not I'm not going to do the caveat again it was it, he played well he looked comfortable he looked it, it was his pass his, his, his decisive passing in midfield when he got it whereas when Saar came on it was a little bit pedestrian compared to what Skip was doing um, he was getting the ball and just finding the man between the space. And his passing ability is underrated. And, and I think we've forgotten how good Skip is and how important he's going to be this season. Because a lot of people are talking about, you know, the tackling percentages and 
the the prowess of of Hoybier and Busuma as, as as players that break down play, but we're forgetting how good a player we've got in Skip. And it was just a reminder. While it doesn't matter, it was a reminder that Skip is is back. He's free from injuries. Had a huge huge layoff in terms of you know we're talking six months, which is a massive layoff in professional football. Now he's back. I'm really excited about what he's going to do this season. And not saying he's going to be our midfield general or be the guy that stays in midfield. I wouldn't be surprised if it was it, that was the fact. I wouldn't even be surprised if in a year's time he's being looked at as an England midfielder. But to have him around the squad and knowing the amount of games we've we, we've got to play is a f- fantastic thing, isn't it, Al? Yeah, I thought he did really well. Um, you know, he's a different player to Saar, obviously. He's a lot more, he's a lot busier. Um, everything is is not 100 miles an hour, but, it, you know, everything is relatively in, intense with Skip and has, has a purpose. Um, and he's going to be extremely useful for the squad. Um, there's a lot of games coming and he is one of those where you, you do feel like you can depend on him. If he needs to come on with half an hour to go, it doesn't feel like we're dropping in quality now. And that's and that's the difference when it would be when Winks would come on or, you know, whoever. Yeah. He, uh, no, he did well. He, he did well, looked busy, you know, touch was off a little bit and some second balls maybe not going just as into as quickly as you'd, as you'd as we've seen him before, but like you say, first game, you know, he's got to ease himself back into it. I think, I actually do think it might take a while with him to get back up to perhaps what we were seeing when he was, when he was really rocketing along. Um, yeah. It will come. Yeah, but he, the injury was significant enough. So, I mean, it, yeah, it would definitely come. Like the players, you know how good he is because Conte rates him so highly and he did towards the end of the season was, you know, lamented how how big a loss Skip was when uh, we didn't have him in, you know, from like I say, pretty much from January. Um, so, what what else did you, you you take from the game? Like, what what, else, what other little bits and snippets did you think? You know, uh, we a did couple well of special we mentions, yeah, a couple of special mentions. On, I then. thought uh, I thought Brian Gill played played very well. Yeah, uh, there, there's something there with Brian Hill. There is something there. Well, he, um, well, the fact that he's taken him and started him in the first game. Yeah, and I just think um, he didn't take the Celso. He didn't take Andombele. So what what does he see in Gil? Do you reckon? Do you think? If you, if you well, to... I mean, we don't know. I mean, I think you know he still might be one that still goes out, but there might not be a deal that's anywhere near close at the minute. So you think, well, we'll we'll take him anyway, you know. And I think that's probably why Regulon was left behind, which you know, to the surprise of a few people, I think it probably just means that a deal for Regulon is maybe a little bit further. Down the line, well, yeah, perhaps. both Juve and Sevilla are, are interested in him, apparently. Yeah, and I, but I think, um, yeah, I like Hill. You know, I, I I don't see any downside of him being in the squad. I hope he I hope he stays this year. But it, it for me, the only thing he's lacking is that you know, a few times, and this has been the case since since he's been there. Every time that we that we counter, and he seems like he's got a bit of space. It, it's not always as massive, a huge amount of intent going forward. It's he, he does look for a relatively safe pass at times where I think he doesn't need to. But like I said, he's he's someone that I think will be very useful. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him in the squad for this year. Again, five subs changes so much now yeah. in the match day squad. Um, so I thought he did well. I fucking love uh, Pepe Metasar. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, um, he's, I mean, who knows? 
Well, yeah, I, so in my head, he, he's it's like a, hopefully a, a UK or a domestic loan. That, that that's what I think he'd benefit most from a Premier oh, League what? loan if if we can. Yeah, get only, it. only be... because of the numbers we have in in set midfield right now. But I think he's he's just really calm and he's everywhere. But he's not everywhere in the same way that Skip or Winks or someone like Suzuko was kind of all over the pitch. He he just looks like he's never really out of a jog and he's still everywhere. Um, you know, wanting the ball, wanting it to feet in difficult positions, will take it from will will take it into into possession from any position. I love players like that. He looked really, really good. When you look when you consider his age and where he's been playing. Yeah, I, I'm excited about him. Like I said, maybe not for this season, but he's he's definitely someone that um, you can see the level of quality. I'm, I'm sure if you compared him to other players his age, you know, he would stand out like a sore thumb. Um, so yeah, he was he was good. I thought Dyer was great. Uh, before 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 going into that and just sticking with Sarah, like, I'll mm-hmm. take your mum's uh, possession from him any position, just so you know. Okay. Wow. Well. It's nice of you to. I mean, how many minutes is that that we're in? What's that? Fifteen, uh, fifteen minutes in before yeah. terminally yeah. or mum is targeted. <laughs> stop stop um, fucking always caveating of that with the the, the other bit. It's a, it's a fairly big caveat. I'll be honest with you. Because <laughs> um, it makes me look like an idiot. Then no, before <laughs> everyone was going, look at you, look at that lad, lad, lad. Um, so, uh, like, given given the depth that we have in midfield, could you would you be happy to send Saar to the championship? Similarly to the way that you know Skip went to the championship and made his name at Norwich, would would a similar loan in a similar I'm not system? Sh- I'm not sure a championship is the is the right place for him. I think I, I, I'd like. I think he might be able to get a uh, a lower. Play, you want him, you want him, you want him to play 30, 30, 30 to thirty five games a season. Yeah, I just think I think the nature of the of the championship might not. I'm not sure what he'd learn from. I don't know who knows. I mean, what do I know? But um, I'd like to see if he does go. I'd like to see like a promoted club loan. You know, where he even if he plays, you know, him playing. 15, 16 Premier League games, I think would be better for him and the type of player he is and, and where he plays and what he does than perhaps a championship um, loan. But I'm not sure. But um, yeah, with the depth, I'm not I'm not sure the game time will be there for him to 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 really develop with us this year. But I, I am excited about him. It does not matter about the level of opposition when it comes to Eric Dyer's goal. The no. way he, he 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 won the ball, broke, played a one-two with was it Gill, Hill, yeah, yeah, one one-two of Hill, took it on, found the space, and for a centre back, I know in the modern game it's not that rare, but it still is rare to see any player score on their weak foot, mm. not, no less a, a centre back to score on their le- uh, on their weak foot. The goal he, was unreal. First I thought it was a flecky, and then I watched the replay. I was like, wow. I mean, that was a what a finish that was. A what? A wow. No, what'd you say? A flecky? A deflection. Fuck, you've been hanging around with football people for way too much, too long if you're saying things like fucking no, I'm fleck. hanging around with young people now and they're educating me about how you need to Jesus. talk about football. Little flecky, little fleck oh. dog. Little Robert Fleck. If I'd have said a Robert Fleck, you'd have, that would have been fine, wouldn't it? No. No, just, that would have been just fine. Just say that's, the that's words sort of... that football uses. No, that's more like Cockney rhyming slang or Robert Fleck. Yeah, but that's not. I honestly sick of it. Oh, th- today, listeners, right? Flav has used the term DUI, American term, <laughs> and he said uh, gas instead of like 
put my foot on the gas. Yeah, just just, just so Nicola. those two. When I was talking about this, this wasn't an incident that involved me in terms of drinking under the influence and putting my foot on the gas. It was just it, I don't remember what it was about. Something else. He was just talking about cars and just throwing in Americanisms left, right, and centre. Sick of it. I, I, I know I love, you're joking. I am I sick. My, of it. I love my American brothers. Every well, single one of them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good goal. Yeah, you might argue that he probably wouldn't have had that. Uh, I'm not sure he would have been able to make that one-two in the in the Premier League, and he maybe two, been... but I don't think he would have got the space for the shot. Yeah, I, I think he might have been close, might have been pressed a little bit higher, and I think that the, the that back line might not have been as lower starting, lower block starting point as perhaps they were. But still, you take nothing away from the finish. I mean, it was remarkable. What was a continuation though of of what our centre backs were doing the latter part of last season under Conte system. Mm-hmm. With... Sanchez as well got through with a goal. The first chance on goal, which was a ball was played into Romero. Um, can't remember who it was, but uh, no, I think it was Richarlison. Played it into Romero, looped it over for Sanchez, and he hit a shot at the keeper. But it was you know well connected. But and if Sanchez, you think about it, you're gonna you can you could see that from any of the defense central defensive positions players that we have now across those say those three centre halves. You know, Davis can do that. Davis can bring a ball out. And, and, and join in a, join in attacks. We've seen that numerous times. Obviously, Romero we know can do it. We know Dyer can do it because you know another life. He's, he has been a midfielder. He's he's perfectly comfortable in possession. Longley, I think that was probably one of the biggest. You know, and we know he was further down the list than than most. But that's probably his biggest selling point: the fact that he's able to do that. Sanchez, maybe not. Um, he's in the position. He's doing what he's asked to do, even though he's not. He, he doesn't have that. But really. Yeah, but really, he's the only one. You know, even Tanganga, you think really is, is relatively comfortable doing that. He's the only one out of the four, you know five or six of them that um, that you'd think, yeah, that's you know we're asking a lot from him there. All the rest can do that to some extent, which is which is good. You're seeing, you know, that development and that and that plan that Conte wants happen. It's always good when you can actually see tangible things that are changing and developing within the squad. Did you see much of the um, or any of the clips or tweets about the training session we had a couple of days ago before this game? Did, where, yeah. So yeah. Or, or, there won't be a Spurs fan listening to this. I haven't seen it, but just in case, they the, after two hours of training, normal preseason training, perhaps not normal, but intense preseason training, they were made to do. If you believe this is what I've been told, for, not be. I hate saying stuff like that because it makes me sound like, oh, I've been told stuff, stuff that other people know. But what I've been told by someone who may not know fuck all was 48 lengths or something along those lines. It's a mad, mad distance running. And the players were absolutely fucked. But two players that came out shining were Sanchez and Saar. And like Troy they... Parrott. Troy Parrott was, was the one, the only one left standing at the end of it. Mate, what do you make of him? Because he came on. I Did mean, it's, it, it's just so difficult for him. It did all right, but it's it's just what 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 does any kind of inclusion in in the prem in the preseason mean for their placement in the squad in the next season? It doesn't mean a lot. No, Troy Parrott, well, he knows he knows this. He's been talking this week, I think, to Alistair Gold. Um, but the plan is, you know, his plan and the club's plan is that he get he gets a really strong loan move no. this year, and and his target is to is to to really try and enforce something with. You know, at Tottenham. What, what do you think strong is? Premier League. He needs a Premier League loan. He needs a, again. He needs uh, uh, a lower tier Premier League loan. I mean, he's a starting international striker for, for one thing. You know, he's done his year in the Championship. You know, either either a strong Championship loan. You know, with someone who is, is favourite to win that league, or 
he he, he gets a promoted uh, you know a promoted club um, and, and gets some Premier League gets some Premier League minutes. But yeah, he he's what, talked. Do you know, before, do you know what but... I was impressed by by him is he he's he he's massive. Like he's mm-hmm. he looked like a fully grown man. Whereas whereas under Mourinho, where you know there was a lot of chat about him getting a chance when he was killing it in the uh, development squad. He, he he looked a little bit slight, but now he looks like a man. He looks like someone who could hold up a line or or have some sort of physical influence. And he may have technical abilities that I'm not I'm not aware of. And I know he scored some really good goals in uh, on loan last season, but he looked uh, physically like there was a point where Kane dropped off to the right because because uh, Tr- Parrot came on and Kane was still on the pitch, and the physical difference between them wasn't it wasn't seismic. No. I mean, we've seen clips of him, you know, working throughout the summer, and I do think I, I think he will get that loan, but I think it might maybe it might not happen until January because I think with the whole homegrown thing, I think they might decide to to keep him around. Um, you know, if we don't make any more homegrown signings or or not enough, I, I think he might end up staying around, and I think you just, you'll see him get some some minutes possibly between now and January, um, and then I think he might go. It all depends on on who and if we sign anyone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's developing and he's at that age now where it is, you know, particularly for a striker, you know, it's kind of sink or swim. This, this is a big, big year for him, you know, wherever he goes, whether it is top of the championship or bottom of the Premier League, it's a big year for him. And, yeah. and yeah, I think he's talked quite publicly about that. Well, Southampton, I don't know what they've done in the, in the uh, transfer window, but they've lost the uh, Chelsea forward. And I wonder if Parrot could then sort of fill in for Southampton. I think that's what they're going to be trying to do. They're going to be trying to to, to see if they can find him, you know, lower down in the in on the in the Premier League for for sure. You know, it's it's not like there's a massive array of 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 decent striker options at the minute. It is one of those positions that just is is harder to fill. Um, and with five subs again coming up, it makes those options for for a Premier League loan. A lot more likely, whether it will happen or not, let's see. But it's definitely more likely now. Uh, we've got a question here from Tazwar Zavir. And he says, Flav, you once said that you'd let uh, Nuno fondle you after we won against City on our first day of the season, last season. What would you let Conte do if we win a trophy <laughs> this year? What would you do? Anything, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's pretty much do whatever he likes. He could spank me with one of those paddles with his face on that we saw today. Um, but instead of the song names on the back, it would just be all the names I want him to call me whilst he's doing it. Uh, give me one of those names. Uh, I don't know. Petal. Worm. Petal. Worm. Yeah. Worm. <laughs> Fucking worm. Where did that come from? You've had that. Know. You've had that banked. You've yeah. used that before, haven't you, in the bedroom? Want, you know, some unoffensive, you know, wor- you know petal, uh, petal, champ, sport. Champ. Little and what about yeah. Little? <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's very the thing is about this is that but by us winning a trophy this year, and it's still a big if, doesn't matter what we've done in transfer window or you know the the change in direction of the club that seems like it's, it's geared towards success, it's still really hard to win a trophy, and we shouldn't be too disappointed this season if we don't win a trophy. You've got to be realistic how difficult it is and how many amazing sides and how much money these sides have that we're competing with. Um, but if he does do it, it changes the narrative aimed at Spurs. Mm-hmm. Spurs, the, diff- the most difficult thing that Spurs fans have to live with right now 
is the fact that whenever you celebrate any success, you've got other fans saying, if, you, if, if that means something to you if, you, if you're unable to switch off from that, that the other fans say, well, that isn't a trophy. If we win one or two, or if we win a big one, which makes all the difference, mm. then um, there's nothing they can do. And, and Conte pretty much has uh, saved us from any kind of um, difficulties that you might face in dealing with other fans, if that means... But you have to, to, like I said, you know, we've had this discussion a, a bazillion times, but you have to you have to detach yourself from that. Because if you look at it logically, what where the issue, where that whole trophy thing came from was how much praise and how impressive we were under Pochettino with everyone saying, you know, this is great. And we basically won everything else you could win in terms of individual accolades and you know, points over a two-year period and, you know, unbeaten at home and, and, you know, and all this stuff. But but because it didn't result in anything tangible, that's what was then aimed at us. But in when you look at it logically, you've had Man City, you know, who are levels above, obviously, almost everyone for, for a very obvious reason, winning like seven of the eight of the last League Cups. You've got the FA Cup won by either Liverpool... Uh, or City, you know, and Arsenal have, have managed to get in there. You know, it's it's those Arsenal, Arsenal winning those two FA Cups is the issue in the last in in the last ten years because they've not been as good as us and still managed to get something yeah, over the line. That's the, that, that's the issue. If they had, if they'd never won either of those FA Cups, it, it would we'd be at a pretty much a level playing field now. Um, you know, that argument wouldn't wouldn't even really be yeah, able. It wouldn't to hold be. anything. Yeah, but, you, but you've got to remember, we're in a period of time where you've got a Liverpool team and a Man City team, which are arguably the two best teams in Europe, um, in the Premier League, and you know win the majority of the of the trophy. So not only have you got to get to those finals, you've got to beat one of these exceptional teams. And the things and that, that we we can hold on to as Spurs fans is the fact we did beat them last year. I mean, we didn't, you know, technically we didn't beat Liverpool. We drew twice, but we would have. I mean, we could, we, like, I was, if you, like, facing Liverpool this season, I think mentally we're all at, as Spurs fans, in a different position as we were last season, yeah. where we think we can get a result against them. We can beat the best teams. We beat Man City twice. Home and away, we beat them. So we can do that now. If That's what can... I mean, but you look at it, you say, who wins trophies in, the, in, in England over the last 10 years, for the most part? Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. United haven't. And Arsenal, and Arsenal have thrown in an FA Cup. You know, so you know, that's every other club in the Premier League that ever has any type of success or anything that's worth noting or praising, you know, but they don't get that because it's not on them. And, that, you know, it's just, it's it's frustrating to see when you, when you like, look on a thread or you look at the replies to a certain tweet and all the rest of it. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, really. But, you know, I think we're at a point now where we can be like, Christ, you know, that is literally all anyone's got now because they can, everything else is... Is is great. Stadium's great. One of the best managers in the world. Golden Boot win it last year. The best number nine in 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 the world, arguably. You know, or up there at least. Um, you know, a defender in Romero that every every other Premier League club would would take in a heartbeat. Um, and Basuma, which you know, another one that everyone would probably take uh, if they could. So it, you know, it, think of it as a last resort of what people have left to say over the last, not just this year, you know, over the last five or six years. You mentioned uh, Basuma as a new signing then, and, and how you know influential he could be, and how many other teams might have wanted him. Harry, Redna- uh, Harry Raymond, rather, <laughs> asks uh, which new player will have the biggest impact this season. I mean, I'm excited about Basuma, but he's one of those who I know is very good on the very on the few times that I've seen him, but I've not watched him a huge amount. 
Um, but I'm excited because I think he's just exactly what we what we need, and he's a level up. Um, so I'm excited to see him, but it's it's hard to say without you know. I was really looking forward to seeing him today, so that was a shame. Um, but you know, we've seen the clips of bits and pieces of, of the open training that I've seen, and he's just you know he's he's clearly very very good. So is it Basuma uh, for you? You know, your gut you think is Basuma. I think it can only be Basuma, really, because you know Perisic is as good as he will be. Uh, will be, I think he'll be like you know that steady Eddie, but of a higher level than perhaps we've had in in Reguilon. Um Longley, I don't think necessarily will even start to start with. Um, so there's that, and you know he, he's got the biggest potential curve, Longley, because if if he goes back to you know the Longley was before he got to Barcelona, then that's a hell of a signing. Um, and Richarlison, you know, will he start every week? You know, probably not. Whereas Basumi, you'd like to think he's probably going to start every week. So really, I, for me, it can only really be him where you're like, wow, you know, we're seeing something really different with this starting eleven than we did last year. I don't think there'll be much difference between Basuma and Perisic. I think they, those two will be our, our standout players of the, new, of the new hmm? signings. Yeah, I hope so. I, think I just... Um... I'm still not sure where I am with Sessegnon as well, either. So, I, so I, I hope you're right. Um, but you're going to learn know. a lot from Perisic. You know, he's brought into to work under Perisic and will get games because, yeah, you know, we know how much um, Conte changes his wing backs, and the fact that we've got three right potentially, if we buy Jed Spence, three right wing backs, then um, it, yep. it, there'll be a uh, and, and the fact that we haven't listened to offers for Emerson and Emerson is very much a part of the squad now. It seems that. Um, you know, we, we're going to have a massive rotation, certainly in that wing-back role. Uh, there's a question from Chris Bjorn. He says, is Eric Dyer now the best central defender from England? Do we need to cover in that position? If so, who? What, 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 how, how much do you rate Eric Dyer now? Because the fact that he isn't even in the England squad and people like Maguire and Cody are, seems to me that Southgate's made, made, his, mind out of, made, made his mind up about who is in the central three or two, depending on how he plays. And the fact that Eric Dyer isn't even in contention, no matter how well he has played since Conte come in, is baffling to me. I, yeah. I think he is up he is England's best best centre back at the moment. I think well I mean look, you know my thoughts on, on Southgate. It's way too much management with with heart and not enough head. Um and I mean, yeah. I I'm trying to think if you'd offered me, you know, if someone said, right, here's you know Here's Harry Maguire. Do you want him instead of Dyer? No. Here's Cody. Do you want him instead of Dyer? No. Yeah. Tamori, maybe. Um, but other than that, really, I mean, I can't really think of anyone else. Probably shows I... a lack of quality that we've got at the back. Stones and. Uh, well, I mean, I like ben Stones. White. Would you say would, would, would I swap him with Eric Dyer? Probably not. Would you swap Ben Dyer, uh, Ben White with? Eric no, Dyer? obviously not. No. Um, but for 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 reasons outside of football, right? No, no, I think he's awful. Um, no, I, the only one that I would go, yeah, all right, let's swap that would be Tamori. Uh, Carly G, he said Charlie G. So he says Kane's son Kulu and Richarlison will score a minim- minimum of fifteen goals each next season. Changed my mind. So when I read that, I was like, that's ridiculous. Of course not. That's 60 goals a season from four players. But Kane and Son, guaranteed. Kulu, based on his form towards you know, the last six, well, the first six months of his career at Spurs, will get there. 
Richarlison will have to perform out of his skin to get 15 because he's not going to get the opportunities. But not outside of his capabilities, especially the way we play. Not forgetting we we scored untold goals towards the 15, end. Of- 15, inch, 15 each is an ask. But if you that's, said that's in the you, season, that's not that's not Premier League goals, obviously. Yeah, I know, but I think if you, I think what's more likely is sixty plus goals contributed by the four of them, with all of them contributing, and you know, and either a brilliant level or an okay level. You know, it won't be like thirty each for Son and Kane, and nothing for Kulu and Richarlison. Is, or... is is seventy goals out of four of them out out of the uh, question? Because that that is insane. It's not out of the question. Well, how many did Kane, Kane got? What twenty seven last year in all competitions? Yeah, Son's what Son was, you know. What, I don't even know what Son's getting got, off for of thirty. Yeah, so that's fifty-seven. Could have eight, ten, sixty-seven. Yeah, seventy plus. I think is not is not out of the. Thing. And you think of where the other goals come from in the team. You know, we had own goal and that was like right up there for us last year. Uh, you know, where those other goals going to come from? Basuma will chip in one or two. I'm sure. You know, Perisic will. Um, Hoiberg if you've always... got four forwards that are finishing, you don't need goals to come, to come from. No, no, but you know, but they do come from other places. You know, particularly when yeah. it comes to set pieces and things like that. And we've just obviously heard this set piece coach as well, so those those might get shared around a bit. And what you might find is that Kane actually doesn't get doesn't play every minute of every game now because obviously Richarlison's there as well. Um, so yeah, I think you know the the emphasis on the goals is now spread across that four. You know, with and you'll it will get chipped in with. People like, um, you know, Dyer will get a couple, Perisic will get a few, you know, Hoiberg will get a couple, Basuma maybe one or two, you know, but the rest of it is all going to be focused through them, yeah. So not uh, out of the question. Apex Triplets, he says, uh, not a question, but a statement, Harvey White and Skip start when we kick off the season. Uh, Harvey White does not, st- <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he's joking or not, but Harvey White doesn't start. Skip, no. if Skip starts, I wouldn't be surprised, because just because of... of of how much uh, Conte rates him. It's going to be difficult, that midfield, because a fresh Hoiber is someone I don't want. It's someone I, I'm happy being in there. Pentancur is obviously Pentancur. And then you've got Basuma that needs to play. Basuma's out. Who start, who's the main guy out of that for? It's Basuma. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd like to think so. I'd like to... I My thinking would be, you know, if it started tomorrow, would be... You know, Lloris, Davis, Dyer, and um, Romero, Perisic, uh, probably Doherty if he's fit, um, and then Bentancor, Basuma, and then the three. I, I would go. I would go Basuma skip if I if they're all fully fit. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I'd I have no issue. Them. I'd have no issue with Basuma. Um, or, or Hoibier, or, or any any sort of different um, version of that midfield, I'd, I'd be absolutely fine with it. I think, that, yeah, on that out of the out of the four, you know, at the top is Basuma for me, Bentanka, Hoibier, and then Skip. You're not there is no combination that midfield which starts against Southampton. You think, ah, oh, fuck, and we've Skip had and that. Hoibier, I'd be a little bit disappointed. I won't Skip, lie. Skip and Hoibier. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I would have no issue with them. No issue. Mm. I, I really want B- B- Basuma to just start every game, but uh, I know what you're saying. Um, uh, Benny Boy, he says, I know it's only pre-season, but is Emerson Royale genuinely good enough to be a starting right wing back? No. no. I, think, I think it's somewhere that 
I, I'll be really, really disappointed if we don't sign another right wing back. Um, yeah, but if Doherty starts, you it wouldn't be the end of the world, right? You, well, no, I'd still right. be disappointed. If we go into this season without an upgraded right wing back, as much as I think Doherty has, has done well and improved since since Conte's come in, he's not, you know, if if we're taking this this new mentality and this is where we want to be as a club, if we take that to the nth level, then that position is someone we all identified throughout the whole of last season and at the end, regardless of how good Doherty was in the last six or seven games or the last six games before he got injured, that's a position that needs upgrading. And if we don't, if we can't, then okay. And I'm, I'm you know, then, then it's fine. It's not the end of the world. But if we're, if we're going to do this, and this year is massive, this year is so important for this club, you know, we've got, it, it needs, it's a position that needs to be filled, ideally. Um, and I think, I, I think we, it's a, it, it'll be a big disappointment for me if there is not someone signed for that position. Not necessarily someone that starts, every, you know, I'd like it to be, you know, someone incredible that would go, right, they are first choice, bang, away they go. But if there is not an upgrade on one of those two, I, I, I do think we'll, we'll, we'll regret it. Uh, Jay Mack asks, uh, who's going to take our free kicks this season? My pick is on Sonny if Harry Kane lets him. So you saw this this uh, this scenario where Son won the free kick that got the player sent off. Um, and they were both standing over the ball. Given the fact that Humin Son, you know, he scored some bangers for for South Korea in the latter part Did of the season. Off? Son got someone sent off by running through. It was a ball played through by... Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> okay. It was the it was, it was the foul that led to the goal by Harry Kane. I saw the free kick, yeah, but I didn't see what happened up to it. I must have must have tuned yeah, out. Yeah, so ba- so so basically that happened. Son got brought down. Um, their their player got sent off, and they were both standing over it. And the, the Korean crowd were like, and and what I've got, I've got to say so about the Korean, they were fantastic because they weren't. While there were no chanting, and obviously there's no, there's not going to be because it's a different type of crowd and stuff. Their excitement when something good happened was completely relevant to how a, an English fan base would follow. So while we would make a different sound, theirs was like a undulating sort of... Just it was great. Every time there was like a long ball, every time someone did a Cruyff turn, it was like, but, ooh, yeah, ah, it was yeah. brilliant. They were celebrating football. That's what I felt. I thought, yeah. it was like, and, and that's not me being condescending. That was about... Then it just seemed like an air of positivity. Like every time someone done something good, there was this wave of sound that sort of, you know, supported that move or that ball or the the opportunity that was about to happen. I thought they were fantastic, really, really good. And, that, and again, that is not me being patronising at all. It, I, I I really really yeah, enjoyed. They, had, they were having a huge amount of fun watching top top end world elite footballers. So we got oh, to this... nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. It's always thought it was fantastic, and 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 um, so we're in a situation where Huminson's won the free kick. Huminson has taken free kicks for South Korea and scored them. Harry Kane hasn't scored a free kick realistically ever. I know we give he him. Scored, the... He scored the last free kick he scored was on the day Villa. I got married. Yeah, Villa, the Villa game. Yeah, and even that it hit. It had a, ma- a massive Robert Fleck, and uh, and um, so you'd think. Well, surely you give it to Son, and he's uh, you know Harry Kane's buried it. So what, on the back of that, who who takes our free kicks next season? Well, it'll be Kane. We know this. I mean, it I shouldn't be, should it? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's... it should not be him because we've seen uh, Son score goals. 
score score free kicks from range for his national team. And Harry Kane hasn't done that throughout his career. He's done everything else impeccably. But he's free. Well, maybe this is the season. I don't know, but it, he will not be letting anyone else take those free kicks. It just well, will needs, not happen. He needs to. It's airs of I'm, I'm taking my ball home if you don't let me take the free kick. I'm all right with that. I don't mind it. You know, it's this. He'll it, get there. He's too good not to. You know, it's and we got a free kick specialist coming in now. If you're going to have a free kick specialist help anyone with any ability <laughs> in the whole squad, that's who you want to be putting that finishing touch on him. So he'll certainly start doing it. That's just, that's for sure. Fair enough. Um, but let's finish on a final question from Boho. You know, is do you like cheese? No, I hate cheese. It's disgusting. It's not disgusting. Is it? I've never eaten even before I didn't eat that sort of stuff. I I never ate cheese. I hate it. It's it's the thing I hate. Probably the thing I hate most in in the entire world. You what know, other than you know poverty what? and whatever. <laughs> yeah, poverty. You know me, you know the stuff I hate, you know, poverty, I racism. I don't like kids dying. Ages, you know, ages. Side, side of that, cheese. But you, yeah. you don't have a nice cheese sandwich. It's disgusting. It's, I can't think of anything. How do you even describe it in the night? Like, it's, it's, you, first of all, you've raped. Uh, uh, oh, oh no, you're not, you're not, no, no, no wait, no, wait, wait a minute. No, you're not doing the vegan Listen. thing. I'm not, but first, but first of all, you have you have raped someone to to make that milk, right? To start with, right? But, but, but before, say, when you ate right me, that. but that's fine. It's okay. We're fine. It's fine with that. You know, we we raped someone. That's fine. You know, bygones be bygones, right? She's gone fine. You know, you're welcome to it. You've got your milk, right? Then what do you do? You just you kind of put it away and let it just mold. Basically, just go well, leave that, stick that in that barrel for a bit, and just let's leave it for as long as we can to make it go all sorts of different colours and and textures, like with with mold and and bacteria. Then we'll eat it. Love that. Explain in any other format of food, it doesn't happen. I just like a nice cheese sandwich. Well, that's fine, but you know, have you, just 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 know just appreciate where I'm coming from. That's all. We can't we can't end on that. That's mental. Well, it's not mental because I, all I've described is facts. There's nothing factually incorrect about any of that. No, no, but people don't want to hear it, mate. Well, it's tough. People don't no. want to see kids getting blown up, but it happens. Yeah, that is a good point. Mm. All right, I think that's a good point to uh, end on <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Alex. And, Cheers, uh, mate. I, I, you know, I want to see you soon at my wedding. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, like, yeah. I could make that. Yeah, could make it. It's my fucking wedding, mate. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's September's busy. We got, you know, we we're on a little trip before that as well, aren't we? So, what? No, that's after. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did I tell you? you? <laughs> you're a fuck. You are. A ju- so you're it's someone else's outrageous. wedding. That are we allowed to talk about the other person's? I don't know if that's a, a what, John Bass. Yeah, we're allowed yeah, to talk about. We are, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're going to Italy, aren't we, for for John's wedding? Yeah, and after John- my wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. But John texted me the other the other week and said, um, "Mate, where you, can you just let me know like flight details and where you're staying and blah blah blah?" And I'll you know sort out all the bits we need to sort out. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, here you go." Send it to him, and he was like, uh, "Is that the date you booked?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "That's Flav's wedding, not mine." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had to I had to cancel it, and then you got the money back. Uh, well, I didn't pay for it. In the end, luckily, you rang me uh, the day after and said, "Oh, do you want to you know 
Yeah, now we're uh, we're spending we're spending four, three nights three nights in Italy together. Yeah, I'll free, I'm going to try and I'm going to I've got two. I'm going to try and move my flights if I can get on the same one as you. But yeah, well, I'm excited. Well, don't do that. Why? Well, I'm just going to be with my missus. Be a bit awkward with you sort of hanging around. Well, yeah, but you're the one that asked me to come and stay in in the same bed as both of you. Just doing it for the podcast, boy. It's only one, yeah, a one bedroom place. Is that what we've got? Just one bed between the three of us. Yeah. I'll sleep on the floor. <laughs> Be like oh, that scene like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Just all the three of us in bed having dinner. Yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely. All right, Al. lovely. Take care, I love you. Blah, 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 blah. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.